everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, please take a minute to rate our podcast. It will help others find it. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week we're hearing from our friend Ilva, who talks about the role of inner child work in her recovery. Please enjoy. Do you morning? Uh, yeah, five, uh, it's 15, so five and a one? Sure. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. My name is Ilva. I'm an adult child. Hi, Ilva. Hey. Uh, it's good to be here. Went through a, a few entrances before I found the, the room with my fellow travelers. So... Um, it's always kind of exciting going to a new meeting, I find. And uh, um, anyway, I um, love ACA. It's really, really helped me a lot with so much that I've been grappling with my whole life. Um, I've been coming to ACA for about three years. I am... Uh, sober in another program for, it was 26 years this, this week. And when I first started coming, somebody said that credits don't transfer. Mm -hmm. And I've really found that to be true because I feel that ACA just uh, goes really, really deep and touches upon the things that I couldn't get near without the support of something like this. So I'm uh, very grateful to be here. And um, so I'm going to read from the Big Red Book from the chapter called The Solution. Um, when I first started coming, uh, somebody suggested that I start by reading the solution before like looking at anything else. And I was really glad I did that because um, the literature is, is pretty heavy. Like it asks me to really look at things that are very painful at the same time providing the support, you know, of the fellow travelers and the meetings and talking to others about what's coming up. Um, but reading the solution was a great suggestion uh, to me. So, um, so I'll read from page 302, uh, a passage called The Inner Child, True Self. Once we become comfortable with affirmations and sharing about being a loving parent, we are usually ready to make contact with our inner child. For many ACA members, the child within represents our true self. This is the part of us that is our original being. 
The inner child has original trust, original belief, and original love. The child within understands feelings and the language of a higher power. The inner child or true self is present during our spiritual experiences and underpins our spiritual awakening. The inner child also has all of the mental, physical, and historical memory of the family. One of the surest signs that an inner child exists is found in the definition of the term adult child. An adult child is someone whose actions and decisions as an adult are guided by childhood experiences grounded in self-doubt or fear. Until we get help, we can operate from childhood fear that threatens our jobs and relationships. Under certain conditions, we can revert to childhood states that are age-specific. Many adult children have said they feel like a child in a grown-up body. This is a clue to the inner child, but there is much more. The childhood fears expressed in, child in adulthood are only a fraction of the full nature of the inner child. Adult children who have experienced their inner child describe an inner being that is joyful and playful. There is a feeling of lightness and great optimism when the inner child is active in one's life. There is trust, spontaneity, and warmth. Many adult children can describe an inner child's voice, physical appearance, and likes and dislikes. Meditation and consistent writing with the opposite or non-dominant hand seem to reveal the greater presence of the inner child. I'll stop there. Um, I've been doing uh, non-dominant handwriting and drawing for a while since I've been in this program, and it's, um, it's pretty incredible what, what comes up, what comes out, what is expressed. Um, so that's a tool that... I, I really love, um, and I try to do it every day. I don't always remember, but when I do, it's, um, it's delightful and it's insightful. And I do, um, I do a step study group on the, on the phone on Friday mornings and, um, we're on the eighth step now, but whenever the other people are sharing, I'm usually just close my eyes and draw. And um, so I love that. Whew. So I love this idea of making contact with our inner child. It feels very kind of cosmos, space travel, um, space odyssey kind of thing, feel, um, and, um, so making contact with my inner child has been really interesting, um, there's a lot of wisdom there, there's also a lot of pain, uh, there's a lot of anger, um, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of apprehension, there's a lot of fear, and there's a lot of innocence. Um, and I also love the idea of like, that 
the inner child is my gateway or my connection to my higher power. And I also love the idea that without having a lover, loving inner parent there with the inner child, uh, you know, is maybe not such a good idea always. And cultivating the loving inner parent has been... Uh, just so helpful to me in this recovery. And um, I'm getting a lot better at it and it's getting a lot more consistent so that when I do have emotional disturbances or I am dealing with situations or relationships that uh, trigger me or make me feel small, not seen, not heard, unloved, abandoned, rejected. Uh, all the things I experienced as a child, if I can remember in those moments to uh, have loving inner parents step in and make sure like I know like I'm here I'm not gonna abandon you I'm with you don't worry we can get through this together I see you I you know I'm I'm holding you I'm you know whatever it is whatever that dialogue that loving inner parent has with my loving with my loving inner child with my frightened inner child or inner child or or whatever it's like it calms me down like my nervous system just starts like calming down and it really helps me to like hold myself or just put my hand on my heart and even just like squeeze my arm just to let that kid who is freaked out in the moment encountering some, you know, scary person or what I feel like, oh, that's a mean person. Like a lot of times the language is very childlike. Um, but if I can remember to have that loving inner parent step in and just be like, thanks, everything's cool. I'm here with you, you're not alone. Because so much of like my suffering and my fear was this profound feeling of being alone. Um, I remember as a child, I grew up in an alcoholic home. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of screaming. My, my father was a rager. He was sort of a dictator. Uh, there were these rules you had to go by in order to be safe, you know. Um, and my mother was pretty depressed. A lot of my childhood, my father was always having affairs. Um, I... I like to say that grow, growing up in my home was like being in a Strindberg play directed by Ingmar Bergman. 
I grew up in Iceland, so it was like very Scandinavian, like neo-noir, classic, dark, shadowy, flickering candlelight, <laughs> long shadows on the walls. Uh, glad I'm making people laugh. Um, the howling of the wind was like a soundtrack of my childhood, the howling of the wind. Um, and I just remember like lying in my bed. I was like so afraid of the dark, you know? And I had all these monsters and all these creepy crawlers and things living under my bed. And, you know, I was terrified to go to the bathroom. I would wet my bed. I was like filled with fear, you know. I have very little memory of my childhood, like swaths of time that are blank. Um, and in ACA, I've started to have um, memories of feelings a lot more than incidences or scenes or anything like that but I remember a lot more feelings and as I remember these feelings they get very strong and expressed in my body so one of the tools I really try to cultivate is self-care whether it's just like taking a walk doing some yoga definitely meditating taking baths getting some body work like just easy does it really gentle naps you know i i think it's really huge what we're doing in here and so um i just encourage everyone to to be really loving and gentle and like again this 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 finding this loving inner parent and um and giving that loving inner parent a voice um you know, I definitely have a uh, inner critical parent that is a uh, uh, very powerful voice. And I can say that, that being in these rooms, listening to other people and reading um, the literature and starting to turn over some writing, like the loving inner parent is, is on equal par, you know. I definitely feel like it's starting to be just as um, prevalent and present as the the critical parent. Um, and the inner child, um, you know, is starting to be more trusting and playful and joyful and um, thank you. And, uh, and this space of creativity has also opened up for me. Like three years ago when I came in here, I uh, started playing the mandolin. I grew up in a musical family and part of being a musician in my family was like this very critical kind of punishing way of playing an instrument and I didn't I put my violin away for 20 years and I slowly started to pick it up again. 
I'm playing my violin at a gig on May 1st, which is like, it's just like, what? Um, I, and I'm playing the mandolin, I'm writing songs, I'm drawing, I'm writing. You know, there's like this creative outlet that's happening in my life. I'm, I'm super grateful for it. And I feel like it's a direct result of this program. So um, just really grateful to be here and thanks for letting me share. Thank you.